This is In the Dirt with a Sodu. All right, hanging out with my new friend, Rashawn, uh, sales manager at Lexus of... Yes. Lexus of uh, Glenbert. Uh, nah, see, I got you. It's you all good. You did get me. Where's uh, the store? So it's Lynn Stoller Lexus is the store. Oh, okay. And it is in Owings Mills, Maryland. Um, you know, I, I'm proud from Glen Burnie, I guess. <laughs> oh, he's like, shout out <laughs> Glen, Glen Burnie, Burnie Maryland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, we're here at the Name Ad Convention. Sure. What is, how many Name Ads have you been to? So, straight up, this is my first Name Ad. That is amazing. So we got, uh, great, so we get fresh perspective. Yeah, super excited how to be here. How does it feel being here and kind of seeing it? I mean, obviously, Toyota and Lexus cleaned up oh, the yeah, award absolutely. section, so being a part of that team. But, but what's your overall kind of, like, take from the vibe here, what's happening here, what you see is the future of this sure, organization. Sure. Uh, so first, um, shout out to Damon Lester. Uh, he was the first person I kind of like found uh, when I came into the automotive industry, looking on LinkedIn, and I said, "What's this NAMAD thing?" So uh, the National Association of Minority Auto Dealers. How long ago was that? Uh, two and a half, almost three years ago okay. now. Okay. Yeah. So um, I signed up as a sales rep. Uh, I signed up for NAMAD. And I think it's a great organization. I think this uh, whole conference has fantastic energy. And I think it's important for people to know like, about organizations like this. But specifically, if you're a minority, uh, that includes a person of color, also a, a woman. Um, these organizations are here to kind of promote and foster your ideals, your ideas, and your growth in the automotive industry, right? So it's not something where you got to feel like, you know, um, is it okay if I join that because it says dealers? Um, you know, it, it, take, it takes right. a while to right. like, you know, kind of cultivate yourself through the automotive industry. And I always say this because I didn't come from traditional automotive. I came from a, a corporate retail, right? And so there was a manual for everything. In automotive, there's no manuals. So how do you navigate yourself? You got to get connected with organizations like NAMAD. And I just want to thank them for everything that they do for the uh, minority dealer. Tell me about your path to automotive. Great. It's always, great. You're, you're a manager now. Yes. At a Lexus store. Yeah. Obviously, you said your path didn't start in automotive. Right. So tell me a little bit about that, that professional journey and how you sure. landed. So um, after college, I managed for best of breed brands for about 20 years. Um, everyone from Starbucks to Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries, uh, running stores for them, making a fraction of the money that's made in automotive. I know. Uh, but crazy? running the entire <laughs> business, right? And I always had this passion for automotive. And uh, as soon as I saw my opportunity, I leapt in. I, I leaped in. Like I just, I just ran at it. And I remember I walked in, and I was interviewing companies. I wasn't. I didn't feel like I was being interviewed. I was looking for where I wanted to work next and what I wanted to do in automotive. So I walked into a store and I said, hey guys, I'm going to be a manager. Uh, I'm interviewing for a manager position. And they said, you can't be a manager in automotive. You have to like start selling cars first. So I said, all right, well, give me a desk and a phone and let's see what I can do. 28 months later. I love this story so much already. <laughs> yeah, 28 months later, 600 cars sold and was promoted to management. And really, you know, I brought skill sets with me, you know, cultivated Absolutely. over the years and was able to, find immediate success in automotive got promoted to sales manager and have been continuing to cultivate that path so started What's your with aspiration do you uh, want to be a dealer my, my aspiration is to be a dealer and that's why i ended up here at uh namad uh and i think it's important to uh you know to note that when i sat down with them they after they laughed and said no way i said all right well 60 months to general manager and guess what we're at now so we're at four years Okay, and I'm a sales manager. So, guys, if you have goals, months. 
Yeah, I got 12. Well, 12 months of GM. Well, I have. I still have some more. You're cutting me short. I got 14 months. I think oh, I have 14. 14. Oh, okay. well, you we said four years. Well, 60 months will be five years, right? right. And so I've completed, I'm going to complete my fourth <laughs> year in December. Okay, okay. Well, I didn't know that piece. I should have been a little bit more clear so about that. So you're like, that, whoa, 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 I got 14 months. Yeah, yeah, I got 14 months. I, need, I might need those two months. Well, well tell uh, me this. What similarities do you see or what opportunities? Because you came in with a retail mindset. Sure. And we've had this big conversation about dealers mm -hmm. actually repositioning and thinking more like retailers. Mm -hmm. So what opportunities do you see and what do you try to implement amongst your team and in your process to be more like a retailer? Sure. I think um, one thing to know, uh, just to backtrack, I will be a dealer one day. Uh, not trying to be, will be. And you have it. to goal set and you have to have that, that definitive point to where you want to be right and so you know visualizing the end and then working the plan backwards right you reverse engineer the plan and then you start at one and you don't leave to go to two until you've completed one I got you. and then you get to two you complete two and then get to three so that's one thing that that i that i learned in traditional corporate retail that i think that i brought with me that has been very instrumental. It's Do you like, feel like the automotive industry doesn't go that way naturally because of the velocity of it? I think because it's less structured, right? Yeah, it, it's more month to month. It's month to month. It's also, you know, you're a great operator. Come in here and do some great things as opposed to what processes do you know what processes have you learned over the years yep. that you feel that can be effective here? Right, that we can duplicate, replicate, you know, set it up for success no matter who's kind of in this seat. Absolutely. Because that's, the, I guess, that really is one of the success models of retail. Yeah. Process. Yeah. Right? The same thing every time, right? And, that, and that's what creates great retail. So, you know, two major pillars, people first, process second. Yep. Right? And then profit third. So I think that's what you, we got to start getting in their mindset of. People first, get the right people in place, treat your people right. Not just get the right people in place, treat your people right. Heard that a lot this week. Okay? Processes. You have to implement processes, right? The best closers in the world close at what? 40%, 50%? The best closers in the world. So you got to imagine somebody that's sitting in that seat, they're, they're looking at seven no's, right, before they can get three yeses. But if you skip steps along that way, see, now you're looking at, eight no's and nine no's before you can get one or two yeses. And that's why our processes are so important, right? And, and honestly, how can you track KPIs without processes? That's right. Because the, the, the processes back up the KPIs. The, these, are, these are the results, but how'd you get to those results? Okay, so I think it's important for us to think about that. People first, process is second. Profit is third. And that's a switch from the, tra the traditional automotive mindset, right? That's right. Okay, so. Well, it's good to see it more adopted. It is awesome to see fresh blood in automotive, even with the last few years coming from retail. It's something at a soda we talk about all the time as being a critical component to the success of the future of retail automotive. Rashawn, thank you for spending a few minutes hey, with us today. I really want to say that the Automotive State of the Union, a soda, is a fantastic podcast, fantastic content all the time. And I appreciate you guys giving me an opportunity to, to speak uh, real quick. I do believe in motivation, but more important than motivation, I believe in influence, right? And so I don't look at myself as a motivator when I'm talking to my team. I look at myself as an influence broker. I want to influence them to take actionable steps, right? So influence you to take actionable steps. What that goes back to, we're back to the people and the processes.
before we talk about I the like profit. I like that. You're not a motivator. Right? You're an influencer an every day. Yes, sir. With yes, sir. Team. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. It's nice thank to you. meet you in person. Appreciate talk it. You thank soon. you very much. I was a little nervous, but I'm glad I nah, had an opportunity to get on the podcast. Thank you very much. Paul and Kyle, appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to In the Dirt with a Sodu. We love the automotive industry and the people who make it run day in and day out. We would love to connect with you more through our daily dose of fun, a free email that you can sign up for at asotu.com. That's A-S-O-T-U.com. We put our heart and soul into it every day. Thanks again for listening. Join us next time for more conversations in the dirt with a Sodu.